Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to your mini yes. of Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. I'm Liz Best. And it's Tom Harris. Hello, everybody. And we're here to answer all of your questions about relationships, dating, general weirdness. The whole kit all and caboodle. All the things. You've had to wait a long time for some expert opinions and advice. From and you're still not going to get them that's today. Right. The, but the we'll wait try. Will <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, Tom? Well, well, uh, good. All, well, all encompassing, quite well. Good. Yes. And yourself? Yeah, look, pretty well, pretty well. Excellent. Got some good uh, questions for us this week. Well, why don't we just dive in and Let's just get s- see what straight we find? In there. Yeah, okay, so up. this one was written into us via Facebook. So, I live in a suburb where the fences between neighbours mostly comprise of chain link fence. So, as a result, we all know our neighbours really well and have communication with them either via text or textbook. Oh, Facebook, sorry. Textbook. Textbook? (laughs) Let's communicate by textbook. That's a new one. Yeah. That's a new app. (laughs) Our back neighbours comprise of a husband, wife, two twin girls and appear to have a happy relationship. Okay. They know that I am also in a happy relationship and have a family, but recently the husband has been sending a number of inappropriate text messages. Okay. Here's some examples. Him. Well, if your gardener is coming, I'd better finish off, get out of my jammies and put on some washing. Don't want him to get a fright. P.S. I hope you don't get a fright either. Lol. Mm. Me. All good. Don't stress. Him. That's good. Feel free to view anytime you like. Mm. Him. Hey, I hope you delete these messages. I do. Me, not really. Are you concerned about data mining? Him, <laughs> lol, didn't know about that. No, just my inappropriate messages. Lol, uh, okay. I need to be quick this morning. Need to have a shower and get ready for work. Me, have a great day. Him, you too. Come and watch if you like. Oh, boy. Clearly, he knows he's in the wrong, but he keeps perpetuating this behaviour, which ultimately leads me to ask... Why do men think so highly of themselves when this guy looks like dad bod Voldemort? (laughs) I'm nothing to look at myself, being extremely plain and often clothed in oversized shift dresses, but I'm far from bored and while I currently... While I currently have a family, I'm still mentally that career woman who never invited this. How would he feel if this behaviour was being done to his children? How should I address it without being told the cliché dick response of stop being a frigid bitch? The first question, I think, was how do men, why do men think they so highly of themselves so when themselves. this guy looks like dad bod Voldemort? I don't know. Maybe we've just historically, we've always had it our way, so we just assume yeah. our way is the best way. Single so. word answer for that. Patriarchy. Yeah, that's, that's probably it. Um, Giving white men confidence since forever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> why would we want to change it? It's, um, so that's probably the answer to the first question. Another question was, 
How should I address it without being told the cliche dick response of stop being a frigid bitch? Well, you have to address it, is the f- don't you, is the first... I think so, and I think who gives a fuck if yeah. you're called a frigid bitch? The, the response has no bearing on I don't think you. you need to temper whatever response you give yeah. and try and manage his response because he hasn't tried to manage yours in any way, shape or form. And it's so close, like literally so close to home. There's, this man's over your back porch, like... I guess yes. my worry would be less of being told that I'm a frigid bitch and more getting some kind of animosity from a neighbour happening. Sure. And even, I think you just start off with a good old-fashioned, um, you know, like, hey, these messages make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and... Could we pop them in the group chat in future? Like, with your wife Yeah, that, and yeah, my husband. That's a, that's a very good way of doing it. Um I'm uncomfortable by these messages. If you want to continue sending them, I'll show your wife. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> this is the this is the delicate thing because as a female, I get where she's coming from because you don't want to stir up any kind of animosity that's going to affect your day-to-day life. So with someone living so close to you, I understand um, this person's need to manage that guy's response, but also fuck that guy. Yeah, like, there's a... Oh, we've got our producer. He's pointing to. He's got something to he's say, got up, ladies and gentlemen. What are we saying, Zane producer Zane? Why? Why are we protecting this guy at all? Yeah, that's. What I'm not trying to protect him. I'm trying to protect her family from his retaliation somehow because I, I know how awful it is to live with vindictive neighbors. That's the thing. Like, I would be screen capping, showing mm. her husband, showing his wife, yeah, and letting the response from his wife chasten him. Yeah, well, look, that was my instinct, but then also people can be horrible neighbours. Like, my my dad has a terrible neighbour whose wife is constantly trying to make him stop being a dick, but, but it's just not a thing that happens. But thank you, Zane, for coming on board with that. I do not think that we should be protecting this fuckwad, but you definitely no. can put, put your foot down without being worried about what he calls you because it doesn't matter what he calls you. The yeah, problem right. you want to try and mitigate is making sure that he's not going to then flip and turn crazy when your family is living right next door. So just communicate, open the lines of communication and just say, hey, sometimes these messages do make me feel a little bit uncomfortable, so I think I'd prefer communicating this neighbourhood stuff in a group chat. Open a group chat on Facebook with his wife, your Mm. husband, so that every time you've got an issue, it's just he just knows it's being read by everybody. That's That's probably a good first play. Uh, yeah. And then from there, if it continues in pr- or privately... Or if you don't feel confident enough to say they make you feel uncomfortable, just say, hey, I've opened a group chat so that we can all chat about neighbourhood stuff and refuse to reply to anything that he sends you via text that isn't by the group chat. So that way you don't have to actually confront him if you're really worried. Um, and you just teach him that you will not respond to anything he sends by text, only by the Facebook group chat. There you go. That's what I think, anyway. That's very Also, fair. he's a motherfucker. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. What? Definitely inappropriate. A motherfucker. Definitely inappropriate behaviour. All right. What have we got from you? I've got Jess? a question here that was typed in all caps. Oh, like shouty? Well, that's the... Imp- uh, I think it's d- okay. just distressed. I've just like, no, not just, just that the cap locks is yeah, just maybe, accidentally... Maybe. Fl- okay. Um, I find myself getting crazy jealous when my partner talks to other women, even though I know it's nothing. Oh, I, don't do like I, that, I don't like that that's in caps. <laughs> how do I stop? Um, 
unlock your caps lock and step away from the computer. <laughs> um, when someone's talking to other women, just talking. Yeah, so it seems to be a, je- yeah, a jealousy thing about just just talking to other women. It's, it seems quite – the question well, seems quite quite uh, First harmless. of all, I want to know a little bit more about that person instantly. I want to know what kind of cheating history or baggage they have that's – Right, that's, <laughs> sure. Because a lot of the time our history dictates how we treat people in the future. So if, if you know, they've got some kind of um, – if they know that they're sensitive to that kind of stuff because other things have happened to them before, then that's definitely something they need to work on themselves. Yes. And then you've got to figure out – whether it's the talking to other women full stop or whether there's something about the way that your partner is behaving that leads you to believe it's more than talking. So really unpack what it is that's giving you that feeling. Is Mm. it your own baggage that's giving you that feeling or is it because you've subconsciously noticed the particular – like with my ex who cheated on me, I would notice – and I didn't realise this because I was just like, oh, I just must be a crazy jealous person and I (laughs) would put it back onto myself – but I'd realised that there was this slight head tilt that he would do when talking. It was very bizarre and it took me a long time to actually notice this, but the difference between talking to a mate and it just would – the, the a little yeah just little a little bit tilt. of a I kind of just did the did the body yep, thing for it was just I like a very it. slight normal talking and then like a ah oh. mm. like you just kind of slide into your hip or whatever but it was very small and I realized that it was only when he'd do that that made me feel uncomfortable so yeah. you've just got to figure out what the intent is if it's if you're just jealous of literally all women then I'd say that's probably a you thing to work on I think yeah I uh, just to this question has no we don't have any information no, about other no, parties or anything like that. Um, so my sort of hunch is that it's probably some insecurity on your behalf. So it's probably on your uh, – so maybe working on yourself outside of the re- relationship um, could be could be an avenue. Yeah. Work on yourself, uh, identify failings or insecurities, work on those – by yourself and outside you can't of lose if you do that regardless yeah, that's because right. you're that's you're right. helping yourself in the long run but don't don't be a hundred percent quick to blame it all on yourself either so I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying yeah. to say it could be just your issues but really probe into that issue of, of what it is that's making you feel that jealousy whether it's just all women or whether it's something that your partner is doing because sometimes you've got an instinct about these things and sometimes there is something behind it so just mm figure out what it is that's bothering you but work on yourself regardless because if you keep doing that then yeah uh, i mean why would you not want to work on yourself all the time you'll find you'll find more more happiness more confidence and the confidence um, to dump his ass he is actually cheating on you should that be a required step brilliant there we go brilliant i like it but also unlock the caps we don't need that kind of shouty (laughs) shouty vibe from the internet stop shouting on the internet everyone okay so This is a little bit of a longer one as well. That's okay. My boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and a half. We love each other and I do see a future with him. We don't live together yet and probably won't for a while, but we talk and plan for it, but we just aren't ready yet. Um, I won't get into the details, but I obtained a large amount of money in a settlement when I was a lot younger. I invested it with the help of my parents and haven't touched much of it except that I give myself a small monthly allowance from it so that I can afford to live. I live in a fairly expensive city on my own. Mm -hmm. It was a very large sum of money, not so much that I don't have to work a day in my life or anything like that, but enough that I'd be able to easily retire early if I wanted to and have more than enough for a down payment on a nice house. Mm. Um, You get the idea. 
I honestly never really think about it though. And since I've never really touched it, it's not made a huge impact on my life yet. So my question is, when should I tell him about it? My parents have warned me to wait until I'm engaged to somebody before I tell them just to protect myself. But I feel like I'm also keeping a secret from him now because he knows my current salary, which is not very high for the city we live in. And I live a fairly modest life. So I don't think that he has any clue or if he's guessed, he hasn't let on. I feel like I should wait until a next big step, like when we start talking about buying a house together or getting married. But maybe that's just because of what my parents told me from a young age. Would you be offended to find out someone had from someone that you'd been in a loving relationship with for years that they had money that they'd been keeping from you? Hmm. Interesting. I thought about this one for a really yeah, long time. Uh, uh, I find myself turning it over in my head a couple of times. I think if you've been in a relationship for a year and a half with uh, with this person, they probably like you by now. Um, Hopefully. You know, uh, financial uh, gold mine withstanding or not you know um so i you can probably safely now say hey i'm sitting on this thing but these are my plans for it um if you hang around long enough you might benefit from it i.e if i buy a house or something like that yeah but i uh, i don't think there's any cause to withhold that information from a prospective uh lover i don't know Um, what do you think okay so first of all i think it depends on where this person is because I would like to know what the de facto laws in relation to sure, yeah. um, that kind of money. If I had a decent amount of money, and this is what I would do, if I had a decent amount of money, I would probably tell a partner about it, mm. but for the purposes of signing, like de facto laws in Australia are that if you've been with somebody for, is it two years? Two years, I think, living in with them. Yes. So I don't think it counts if they're not in to get living together, um, but they're entitled to. You're entitled to half of each other's everything, regardless of whether you're married mm, or not. That is true. So I would want to tell the person, and this makes me sad. Everyone thinks it's a heartless bitch thing to do or a heartless bastard thing to do, but I would get a not a prenup, but like a, a relationship agreement on money drawn up personally. Yeah. I mean, if you've, I would tell them and just go, look, I've got this amount of money and I really want to share it with our life together. But just in case something happens, I just need you to sign a a waiver, even if we don't get married. I don't know. This, I know that makes me sound like heartless, but God, I've been entitled to so much of my ex's money that I haven't <laughs> gone after because I'm a decent person. Um, but I just think if, if you move in together and then something goes wrong, that person is automatically entitled to half. It is tricky. So, yeah, probably a, a little Google uh, with your area, dear reader. I don't know where in the yeah. world you're, you're writing from. Sorry. But, like, I also have never really shared finances with a partner and, like, shared my financial situation with a partner unless I've been ready to buy a house with them. Like, I don't think things need to get financial unless things are getting financial together. Yeah. Um, and I don't think... I don't think it's as big a secret as she's thinking that it is. Like I, I, I think that, you know, if you find out that someone's got money when you go to spend money with them, then that's a nice thing. But I don't think you need to go, hey, by the way, mm. like I've never, I mean, I've never been rich, but even if I had money, I've never felt the need to go up to someone and go, by the way, just so you know, I've got money. <laughs> like, yes, that's right. It's just not a... I don't think it's anyone else's business unless they're actually financially investing in something with you personally. Yes. And I don't think it's a big secret. And anyone who'd get the shits with you not putting your financials on the table um, mm. is not a 
great partner and, you know, unless you're the American president, in which case put your financials on the table because we all want to see them. (laughs) But unless you're the president, you shouldn't have to disclose all your financial status to everybody. Yes. I don't know. It's a bit of a muddled response, but, you know. I think um, there seems to be a burden uh, on this reader for having this secret money hidden away. I don't think it is such a burden and a secret. It's okay. I yeah. think in a you've been in a relationship long enough. You don't have to marry the person you're you've, you're currently with. It doesn't have to. You don't have to buy a house with this person. You don't have to do anything. You know. No. But I th- I think it's fair to say, hey, I've got uh, I've got this money in the bank. I'm barely using it. Um, uh, just but you're yeah, aware I of it now. Yeah, I just don't think it's as big a deal. Like I don't think you need to think of it as this big secret. Like you just when money comes up, you can be like, hey. We can afford this because mm. this, not, by the way, I have money. Because that's just a recipe for take advantage of me, I think. But, yeah. Yes. So, so muddled answer. I'm, I'm sure we got there in the end. There's a few different points of view to think about. But hopefully that's what we did. We provided you with some things to think about that you might not be thinking about, maybe, if not a solution. Maybe chat to a financial planner. Or yes, the, financial advisors will be able yeah. to, like give you advice on on protecting yourself with this money too because i'm in the protect yourself camp <laughs> yes <laughs> yes all right Shall, have you got one more i do have a, a little question here um my friend is dating again after yet another failed relationship uh she's in her mid-30s now and the only one that ever came close to being the one turned out to be a cheating liar oh this sounds like me did yes, i write it, this <laughs> I did. Ha- the, the, the thought did cross my mind when the, the question is, have you got any advice that I could pass on to her that might help her quest to find a good guy? Don't date ever. You don't need a good guy. Date yourself. It's a trap. Is the <laughs> word the wording I could have written out <laughs> as Liz's response? Look, honestly, go in with an open mind. I think we learnt a lot um, from when we had Tilly on yes. as a guest, uh, I'm talking about her first date experiences, is don't go on these dates expecting to find the one. Go on them to meet new people. And then if you end up finding somebody great, then mm. keep seeing that person. But you don't have any obligation when you go on any dates with people to do anything other than meet them. Really? That's right. It's the first. It's the first date. Yeah. And uh, don't put pressure on yourself as well. Like, and also, if she wants children, so if she's mid thirties and wants children, mm. I believe that she should start planning for that on her own and not hope to find someone to have children with. So, because obviously there's a very finite window that we women yes, have, and I think that you don't want to not have kids because you haven't met the person or rush into something with the person because you want the kids. So I think if you're planning to do children independently and you meet someone that ends up being great for children, then great. But I think the biggest advice I have if you're in your 30s and you do want children and you're just starting dating again, it takes the pressure off yourself to just assume that you're going to be doing that's really, the kids alone. That's really good advice, I think. That's so really many good people I know rush into terrible relationships because they want children just or they feel like they have to settle because that time yeah, is running right. out. Plan them separately. That's good advice, Liz. Well done. Yeah. And, and then b- Anyone would think I'm in a similar situation <laughs> myself. How can her advice be so great? It's, well, it's good. Yeah, we're helping others. Um, I think also get her ready for... 
there's going to be a, there's going to be bad dates. There's going to be awkward dates, but those that's okay because there's a body there that you can turn over and uh, under and sort of study for why did it die? Why did I it was go like, bad? there's a body there to what? Where are you a, going with this? <laughs> in the forensic sort of uh, <laughs> setting, you can you can examine what and went wrong and learn from that and grow. The most important thing is slip her our email address so that when she has terrible yes. dates, she can come and talk to us about them. Yes, that's one hundred percent right. But yeah, <laughs> it's not going to be. It's not like you just go out and go with an open mind and make plans to do things by yourself. And if you end up getting to do them with someone else, that's a bonus. But you don't want to miss out on doing them or be tied to some fuckwit forever just because you needed to have your baby window seen too. And, that um, sounded bad. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. And uh, as a friend, what she, what can she do to uh, when her friend starts going on dates? What can she do as a friend? Give have like cocktail nights where you talk about the ridiculous, like make a positive thing out of shit dating stories. Yeah. So be like, great, every fortnight we're going to catch up and you're going to tell me all of the shittest stories and we're going to compare notes so that you're tying a really fun experience to really terrible experiences so that no matter how bad the date gets, she knows that she's going to hang out with her friend and shoot the shit so that it never yeah. feels like... This is what I found find really beneficial is that it never feels like a huge letdown when I have a terrible day because I know that I've got mates to go and shoot the shit with about it or come Down on here line. and talk about it later. Very good. Yeah. Good pieces of, uh, of advice. Also, there. don't date. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah uh, be happy by yourself. Learn to be happy by yourself if that's um, I mean, look, if that's possible. Try dating possible. yourself first because one thing I found being single in my 30s after being in a relationship for a really long time is that I didn't treat myself as well as I treated these asshole partners. So mm. I started going out to dinner by myself or going out to movies by myself. You know, date yourself first and then you know what you like. Bing, bing, bang, bong. And I think we should leave it at that. I think, I think we're done. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our maxi episodes, I don't know what to, just regular episodes, I guess, you mm. can write to thatsnotcanon.com forward slash ghost of boyfriends past. We have a handy form that you can fill out to tell us the Cliff Notes version of your story so that we can get you on as a guest. If you want to write in one of your stories, you can write into any of our social medias on Facebook or Instagram on our Ghost of Boyfriends Past group therapy group. Or our email address, or ghost email. of boyfriends past. Uh, at, at gmail.com gmail very easy to remember so give us all of your stories if you're not going to put your voice behind them but we shall speak to you next week with a major guest to chat at. hey there I'm Parker, host of Misfigured Life. Misfigured Life is an educational podcast that respects your time and absolutely nothing else. Realistic steps to accomplish projects and tasks explained like you're just a little bit special and in less time than it takes other shows to even get to the point. It covers wildly varying topics from robbing a bank to tending a garden and everything in between. Stop ignoring the background banter podcasts and learn something you could actually use. At least one new episode a week, which day specifically will be a surprise every week. Probably subscribe or something. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.